This is the DL Power Couple Podcast. I'm Dominique. And I'm Miss Latrice. Coming at you. Today's topic is engagement and blending families. Mm -hmm. And we have our first guest on the DL Power Couple Podcast, India. Woo! Now, I personally know India through Miss Latrice. So, Miss mm-hmm. Latrice, would you like to further introduce India? Yes, India and I met unofficially at Purdue University through a program called Our Purdue. And then we met back up once we decided we were going to Purdue through their, uh, what is it? Freshman, whatever. Yeah. Uh, what is that called? Like BRG. Uh, no, BGR, but what is that? Orientation, orientation. Week. Through mm-hmm. uh, Purdue's <laughs> Orientation Week called BGR. And then we ended up joining Haraka Writer Spoken Word Ensemble through the Purdue Black Cultural Center. And we've been family ever since. Ain't that right, India? Mm-hmm. All right. So (laughs) since you chose this topic of engagement and blending families, can you explain why this was important for you to talk about? Um, Engagement and blending families was important because I am engaged. And (laughs) it's really a process of blending families, especially with my background and my family. So Mm -hmm. it was really an important topic going on in my life right now. Okay. And before we jump into that, I actually wanted to ask, do you believe in love at first sight? I do. Okay, explain. I do believe in love at first sight. Um, love to me is an emotion. So it's like a two-way street. You mm-hmm. can love someone at first sight, but that doesn't mean that you are supposed to live with them, be with them, financially involved, you know. So, yes, loving someone at first sight, that could be your soulmate. That could be, you know, everything, but that might not be the person that you're supposed to marry and be with. So you believe in love at first sight, but not unconditionally love. At first sight. You can still love someone unconditionally and be with someone else. No, I meant at first sight. So you're, what you're saying, you were like, it doesn't mean you're going to necessarily have to marry them and agree to be with them, but you could be in love with them at first sight. Yes. yes. Okay, so then with your uh, current partner, CJ. Did not just, I forgot not you to told me partner. not to say partner. I forgot. But that's just what I call everybody's. Okay, we'll oh, let but it no, slide for you. Do you want me to say girlfriend? No, it's fine. No, fiance. 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 Do you want me to say fiance? Dominique. Should I say fiance? So with your current fiance CJ, um, do you believe it was love at first sight? For me, yes. We actually met on a social media platform. Mm-hmm. Um, want to give that away? Huh? You want to give what that social media platform what was? was? That called? It was oh. no, it wasn't a social media. It was a website, a mm-hmm. dating app. Okay. What was okay. it called? My yearbook or one of them? I was on them all. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yes, we actually met on there, so our profile's linked. Mm-hmm. Um, then we were texting for a while, and then we met in person. Mm-hmm. Um, How was that? It wasn't awkward at all. It was not awkward at all. Yes, I was out there, you know, 16, 17, meeting people off the internet, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. very safe about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was not awkward. She actually came to my um apartment complex and i met her i walked to her car mm-hmm. and we just talked like we were texting and we were talking on the phone mm-hmm. this was before facetime so right yeah and it was just love at first sight i really i just knew that she was the one for me wow and so yeah. how long have you all been together this time around three years mm-hmm. um and all is seven eight yeah yeah so wow mm-hmm. okay and oh yeah, so I was gonna ask you, were there any breakups? You can just discuss the major ones. 
Um, well, the first major one, CJ is three years older than me. Mm-hmm. So when I was 16, she was 19. I already had graduated high school. Um, when I thought we were dating, she was actually fully dating someone else. Um, <laughs> and almost living with this person, but we're not going to get into it. Oh, anyways, but so we stopped talking Mm -hmm. because something she made up, but whatever. So I was still (laughs) missing CJ and I still had love for her. And then it was the day for me to, it was the day before me to go to Purdue. Mm -hmm. So I was packing up my car. Well, not my car, whatever. Mm -hmm. I was packing up the car and I heard someone call my name and it was CJ. And so we exchanged numbers and then ever since then we have never lost contact. Wow. So. And then, so before that day <coughs> that you were getting ready to pre- uh, prepare to move to Purdue, mm-hmm. how long had it been since you all talked? Maybe a year. Wow. Yeah, because I didn't talk to her all my senior year. So yeah, my senior year and that summer, I would say. Okay, mm-hmm. and so now we're going to get down into this engagement. So mm-hmm. how did CJ propose? So CJ proposed to me on Valentine's Day of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, I had went out with a friend to the Cheesecake Factory, um, and what? I had okay. <laughs> okay, and I had no. She actually took me out, and mm-hmm. I bought her a gift for Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. And then I came home, and CJ had. Um, I took a shower before I left, so she made me a bath, mm-hmm. whatever. So I got in the bath, and I got out, and I came out, and on the bed, it was um, a heart. It was two hearts, and she had took these letters from our game and made, will you marry me? Aww. But I had to flip them over. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and then she gave me our same, the promise ring I had before because we didn't want to spend money on a ring. I told her, I said, you proposed to me. Don't you go buy me no other ring because... We ain't got it. Okay. Let's go to something else. So, yeah, that's how it happened. And so you just said yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Okay. What obstacles did you encounter in your first year of engagement? It wasn't obstacles between us. It was just life obstacles that happened. Mm -hmm. Um, So just figuring out just a lot of family stuff, a lot of signing first leases, a lot Mm -hmm. of first, second cars, and just life things because we were so young and especially me um switching jobs finding jobs um so and then how did you handle that we handled it very well Mm -hmm. um it was times where cj was not working as much so i just picked up everything um it was times where i wanted to get a i got a summer job this past summer so Mm -hmm. that was very stressful for me but she made sure everything was good at home and that like she made me lunches she um one time I was at work all day and well actually I had traveled to Notre Dame mm-hmm. came back she had picked up my car washed it cleaned out the inside and okay. left me a gift and then I went to my second job so it was just yeah it was very I forgot the question <laughs> how you handled the obstacles <laughs> <laughs> well, I got lost um yeah we handled them very very well <laughs> Yeah, I definitely got lost. Um, okay, so Ooh. you talked about already packing up and moving in. Moving in with one another. What was that transition for you all like? We were planning it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, we were actually planning it to happen six months after it happened. Okay. But due to a family issue, we had to move in sooner than we expected. Mm-hmm. So I actually moved in with CJ in a one-bedroom. Mm-hmm. Um, I had more things than she had. Okay. So... Um, <laughs> 
it was just basically me moving all of my stuff in. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was nice. We were not any different than what we had known before. Yeah. So. And how did your families handle that? You two moving into each other? Were they approving of it? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, you Very know, some approving. parents are like, before marriage, that's a no. Not at all. Okay. Um, and then, so what was something <coughs> you didn't know or you didn't expect um, that happened with your with CJ once you all moved in that you found out or you discovered? Um, I didn't know that she was so organized and clean Mm -hmm. i was not expecting i knew she wasn't like dirty or nasty but just she was way cleaner than i thought she would be and she liked things a particular way Mm -hmm. um she found out with me that i'm i'm clean but i'm not so organized and i can get messy especially (laughs) when i have in weave and i'm doing my hair Mm. and it's hair everywhere or it's makeup everywhere and i just run out and leave it so um but well, we solved that. We have an extra bedroom That's for right. me. So, but I still do my hair in my bathroom. <laughs> so she has her own. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and so what do you think has been the biggest argument you two have faced thus far? And why do you think it was such a big argument? Um, I wouldn't say it was one argument. Mm-hmm. I would say it was just a time period. It was right before we were about to get married. Mm-hmm. Our wedding was set for May of this year, 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, and this happened like in February, March-ish. Um, and it was just her anxiety about getting married because her family has bad, um, she just had a bad tone for marriage, a yeah. bad just connotation of it. Mm-hmm. And she was just anxious about it. And, <clears throat> and after we passed that time, she went back and said, I just, I didn't know how marrying you would look. I knew I wanted to marry you. It was just the whole idea of marriage. Right. So I wasn't the problem. It was just her anxiety. Mm-hmm. And and that was a big part. So <clears throat> her having anxiety, what ended up happening? Um, I just, it took me, because I'm such a logical person. So when you hand me something, I'm going to take it for what it is. So right. when you say you don't want to get married, I'm going to say, okay, it's me. This will never work. I'm done. But I took time to look at myself and reflect and also look at her as a person and Mm -hmm. say, this is not who she is. It's something else wrong. Um, And then that's when we got into her going to her doctor and getting prescribed back on her medicine. Mm -hmm. So um, I just basically just sat and talked to her more. And she had an increase of anxiety attacks. Yeah. So I have a question about the patience it takes to have a partner who has either anxiety or any anything else that may affect them or may not make them feel as normal as everybody else. Um, how's it been with having that type of patience? Did you have it before or did you have to develop it? I definitely developed it. Mm-hmm. I had no patience, right. none. Um, I would even go to the point to say that I still don't have patience mm-hmm. in general, but I have patience with her. Yeah. Um, because this is who I want to be with. This is who I love. And I'm willing to do that for her. Um, I also have a sibling that has anxiety at a young age and I'm willing to do that for them as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's just something that I developed and it's been a lot of nights that I've stayed up, got two hours of sleep, went to work Mm -hmm. just so they could talk to me, um, that I went on my way to do things and you just do things for the people that you love. That's right. Um, okay. Now we're going into this whole bridal party aspect of being engaged. So how did you um, decide who your bridesmaids would be? Um, it wasn't really a, de- it was a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, 
definitely I only have one sister. She was definitely going to be in it. Miss Latrice was one of my top people that were definitely going to be in it. Okay. Um, I did have a best friend that I always thought would be in my wedding that we lost touch. Um, then I had another friend from college that I thought would be in my wedding all the time. Well, two actually. And we just lost touch and it just didn't seem right because I didn't want people coming to or being in my wedding just because of the sake of me. I wanted some people to be there that would be invested in us mm -hmm. and that was coming to see us get married and enjoy that time. Yeah. And basically, if you had not met my fiance, you weren't going to meet him for the first time planning my wedding. OK, so, um, yeah. Um, and then so how did you ask them to be, you know, your bridesmaids? Well, it was a very nice way, if I do say so myself. I agree. Um, I bought these clear glass, like, jury boxes. I each, um, I made them each a card where I put a picture of us, and I had them circle yes or no, and I also wrote a paragraph about why I wanted them to be it, and I gave them each individualized gift. Some mm -hmm. of them got, like, chapstick. It was EOS, too. It was nice. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, lotions, and it was jury. Um Miss Latrice, I know she was the only one who got like clothes. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, nice yeah, it was really nice to me. I put a lot of thought into it. I agree. Um, and then, so what problems did you encounter with your wedding party or your bridesmaids as the engagement process started to develop? Um, it was a lot of financial issues. So everyone was concerned about the price of the dress, mm -hmm. um, the color of the dress. Yes. Um, and it was also... Um, my I felt like my description of the dresses were very subtle. Yeah. I just wanted them to be long and could be strapless or at least come with a strap mm -hmm. or two. Yep. Because um one bridesmaid, um, she needed two straps, one needed strapless and one liked one strap. Mm -hmm. Then the other ones didn't really matter. So that's <laughs> the only thing I asked for and it was still problems because somebody wanted a ball gown. Somebody questioned why we did it like this. And it was just, yeah, a lot. Unnecessary stress. Yes, mm -hmm. very much. I do remember that. And mm -hmm. so uh, what is one thing you wish you knew before being engaged or just entering a relationship in general? Um, how much family played a part in the relationship mm -hmm. um, and how not everyone was grew up the way that I grew up and how we all grew up differently and how people just have different mindsets. And now you have to incorporate these people into your life because right. your whoever you're marrying has already fixed themselves to fit with their family. And now they have to fix themselves to fit with your family and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So it's just a whole nother mindset. You think you're gaining this one person, but you're gaining so many more. And it's, it's still, and that's going to be years of family reunions. And mm -hmm. you will never fully meet everyone before you get married. Yeah. So. I want to I say it's good that you know that before, because um, I studied Japanese for six years. And that's usually, it's not the marriage of two people. It's usually the marriage of families. That's mm -hmm. the part that they focus on. <clears throat> so I feel like in Western culture, we don't, Unless you're doing it for like wealth reasons and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and there's a lot of like generational stuff involved, it's one of those things where you don't really pay attention to how the family affects the relationship until afterwards. Mm -hmm. So most yeah. people, once they're in the mm -hmm. marriage, then they run into those issues. So you being able to see that before getting married, I think, is very important because mm -hmm. now you understand how that intersects with the relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And so then for you, uh, what would you tell couples planning to be engaged or who are planning to get married? What what would you say to them? Well, first, you have to know who you're marrying, your Mm -hmm. partner, because Mm -hmm. although I did not know my fiance's family well, I knew her. So I knew that no matter how any of her family members approached me, that Mm -hmm. she would clean it up for me because she knew me. So I would say make sure you know your partner well enough that they would introduce you the way that you want to be introduced and they would make sure their family met you in a way that fit you. Right. Whether that's I want to make sure it happens this way. I don't want to meet anybody on a bad term. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to meet your mom over a dinner. I want to give her a gift. It's all just depends on the two people that's being married. Right. Okay, and I actually meant to ask you this question way beforehand, so he'll mm-hmm. probably flip it somewhere. Um, so we know, or we both know now, that mm-hmm. same-sex marriage has legally been recognized in the state of Indiana since October 6, 2014. Mm-hmm. That is very recent, within the last mm-hmm. five years. So before it was legalized, how did you see yourself handling the idea of marriage? Um, and did you consider moving to a state where it was already le- uh, legalized? Um... I, at first, when I was younger, I did not ever see myself getting married. Okay. Mm-hmm. I thought that I would never find someone that would fit me mm-hmm. in my lifestyle for me to actually want to marry them. Right. But when same-sex marriage got legalized, I didn't really have a care right. for it. <laughs> um, maybe because I was younger. Yeah. I was Still just graduate. I was 18. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I did have dreams of getting married in Chicago because Illinois was one of the first states. My favorite place is the Buckingham um, Waterfall. Mm -hmm. So I had dreams of getting married there, but it never really bothered me. I was just like, if I can't get married, I just won't. Because, yeah, you weren't even interested in the first place. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And so seeing as you are being married, you know, it's one of those things where you become unified. Mm -hmm. But even though you're creating this union between two people, there are still things that you do for yourself and to keep yourself sane. Mm -hmm. So what are some things that you like to do or have liked to do to keep yourself busy or just in general? Well, I like to look at myself as a jack of all trades. Yes. um, Whatever Mm -hmm. I put my mind to, I will find a way to master it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm on couponing. Yes, we've heard. So it was once baking. It was once being a nail tech. Mm -hmm. It was once a hairstylist, cosmetology, makeup, um, makeup, facials, waxing. Mm -hmm. I just bought a wax kit. Oh, God. Yeah. So now it's couponing. I very much enjoy it. And please explain the the, this concept of couponing, your concept of couponing to the audience who does not know you. Just for are we calling these coupons or coupons? Which one are we using here? Because y'all are saying coupons. (laughs) I just don't know. I mean, we I call them coupons, coupons okay. but yeah. I do know people say coup- coupons. All right, I'm, I'm going to sit back then. Right. We're, we're calling them coupons. I know it's yes. also pronounced coupon. For today's uh, podcast episode, we saying coupon. Period. Um, so, <laughs> yes, couponing. So, my definition of it is mainly at Dollar General, Family Dollars, Mm -hmm. they have digital coupons. I have used multiple numbers. Mm -hmm. Mainly I get toiletries, so toilet paper, paper towels, and gain and tie soap. Mm -hmm. So before, I would just like buy any soap that was in liquid form. Um, I I got into pods when I was at Purdue because their laundry could only take pods. You couldn't use liquid or... (laughs) 
or um what's it called powder yes so you had to use pods but then i was like oh they're too expensive for me at home when i'm washing clothes every two days Mm -hmm. so um i stopped that but now with couponing i can have that luxury again so as long as i go and i spend less than what i save Mm -hmm. that's a a plus for me yep and you be getting stuff for free yes i've gotten a lot of things for free toothpaste way um razors i've gotten for free yeah or i've gotten things for like 50 cents and if you want to give a quick shout out to how people can get on board, is it just following those stores yes. online? Um, please follow like couponing groups on Instagram, couponing groups on Facebook, couponing for beginners or couponing one on one. It really helps. So, so that's coupons. Oh, my God. Q. Yes. Pons. OK. Yes. <laughs> and do you have any last few words that you want to leave the people with? I was going to say, um. The man who I have, who is going to marry us, he, um, I met him at my previous job, which was at a nursing home. Mm -hmm. He came and he did yoga Mm -hmm. with our residents. And so I met him and he's very spiritual. And the thing that stuck out to me about him was when I met him and he was like, oh, I heard that you got engaged. And I was like, yeah. He was like, oh, well, is it, um, he was like, well, how's your partner? him or her. And I had never been approached with somebody who actually asked someone him or her. Yes. So it was very, I was like, oh my God. Then I found out he, um, he was, what do you call it? Certified to mm-hmm. marry people. Mm-hmm. Um, ordained. Ordained. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? I want him to marry us because it was just something I had never experienced in life. And that's how he approached everybody. And I still to this day don't have that mindset. So mm. it was very nice getting there. Mm-hmm. And is, is he also the person who offered you the venue? Yes. So okay. he actually bought a house that came with the barn mm-hmm. and he used to do events there, but then he stopped to remodel it and insulate. So now it's going through that process and he offered to have our wedding there for a very discounted price. Mm-hmm. So as long as he could take pictures and that's one of like his marketing tools for his barn. So Nice. And then how did you go about finding the caterer? Um, I actually found the caterer through Miss Latrice and Dominique, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, which is Dominique's father. Mm-hmm. And he helped me a lot. He actually helped me find one of the venues at first. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't work out, but he put a lot of time into it and I appreciate it. He helped me go over the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, and although the wedding was canceled, I will definitely not choose any other caterer. Okay, you better not. Caterer. okay and then the bartender are you going are you going to have a bartender um i have two friends they have bartender license licenses um one is from purdue and then the other one used to be my old manager Mm -hmm. and yes i would definitely have those two people doing drinks because the wine has to be on point dead now here's the question everybody really wants to know the answer to Mm -hmm. will it be an open bar of course it will be an open oh, bar. Of course. I don't drink, but hey. It will definitely be an open bar. Definitely. There will be more wine than liquor, but <laughs> you could drink as much wine as you want. And that's all we got for today. Bow. <laughs>